And, and friends, you know this. If you've been around Eaglemont Church for a while, you, you know we're not a perfect church. And no church is because every local church is made up of people like me and you. But we have a place to gather and that the, the New Testament and Jesus' idea as the head of the church is that it functions with grace. That as we together function in a posture of grace and love and encouragement and forgiveness and prayer for one another, powerful things happen. And you're going to hear some of that this morning. And this is not about, uh, you know, us saying, hey, look at us, we're so, we're so great. It's not that. Rather, the testimony statements that you'll hear and some of them that you'll read later uh, are, are intended to bring honor to the head of the church, Jesus Christ, and I believe they will. And they are in, um, a part of being encouraged as a body ourselves. That's why we're sharing these expressions with you today, which Leanne will be reading starting with this. So this is from Mariah Phillips, a young adult here at ECC, and she shared this with us. To me, Eaglemont Church is a safe place where I have found an excellent community of people that support and love me. I always have an amazing time here. Throughout my not-so-lengthy life, I have noticed that a great church community is a great church, and Eaglemont is a great church. The services are excellent, the worship is beautiful, and the people are genuine and caring. Truthfully, I can't imagine a better place to call my home church. A couple of months ago in prayer, I sensed God's whisper and leading for this morning to highlight these uh, one another's of the New Testament, especially today. And, you know, we're going to be going to uh, some moments a little later, prayerfully uh, expressing our financial, collectively, our financial commitments toward uh, future facility expansion vision. And we want to keep our primary focus in all of this, as we've said before, on the true church. Because a building is not the church. Most of you know that. The building is not the church. A church uses a building. We are the church. The church is the body of believers. And we think about, or as we think about our future, and, and, and think about and give thanks to this facility, we are the church that uses a facility for ministry. Carl George, in his book, Prepare Your Church for the Future, lists 59 references in the New Testament. There's some overlap on, on those, but 59 references that include the words one another. As we care for one another, and, and as we collectively give ourselves to the mission of Jesus in His church, we will easily be able to, to envision a future that, that keeps us solidly on the mission of Jesus, the mission that we started on over 12 years ago as a church body reaching, discipling people. And together this morning, and, and as we talk, and I hear it uh, many times in, in different ways, together we can imagine a future that involves many coming to Jesus Christ and seeing this place filled maybe twice on a Sunday, maybe three times on a Sunday morning with, with people who, are, huh, uh, who a few years ago were far from God. But, but we can envision them now, worshiping and in our future, worshiping Him. We can envision these new believers getting, getting baptized uh, by the dozens. We can envision uh, a, a group of earnest, 
Eaglemont Christians, desperately seeking God in prayer together, uh, probably down in the fireside room as we do, uh, just seeking God for their friends who don't know Jesus Christ yet. We can imagine the Alpha Outreach being too big of a group to use the fireside room. We can envision hundreds of, uh, of, of us Christ followers wanting to share Christ, but recognizing that effectiveness comes with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we can imagine our prayer becoming, our individual prayer becoming, Jesus, baptize me in your Holy Spirit so that I can be that powerful witness that you promised I could be with your Holy Spirit. We can envision uh, dozens of 180 teenagers taking the step from Friday night to Wednesday night small group night and accepting Christ into their lives personally. And, and I could go on as you could as well, so many of you. But for time's sake, I'll simply say that a church, a church will not move that direction. It will not advance down a path like that without a, a wave of collective prayer, earnest prayer to fuel that movement and that spiritual momentum. We must never forget what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6. I plant, you plant, someone else waters, Apollos in this case in 1 Corinthians 6. But he says God brings the increase. The New Living Translation, I like to simply says, God makes it grow. So back to the one another's. They're not just about... They're not just about having a positive environment for believers to enjoy. They're more about displaying a powerful and attractive um, witness to, to a spiritually lost and, and a hurting world. And Jesus reminded his followers of this. And this still applies to us today where he said, Your love for, there it is, one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. In other words, there's, a, there's an attraction factor when we truly love and live in community as Jesus wants us to. So let's get right to reading some of these other one another statements. Ephesians 4, be kind and compassionate to one another. Are we? Colossians 3, forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Have you been able to do that? with that situation that still comes to your mind so often? Or do you allow that, that, that some, some type of grudge or resentment to stick to your heart and, and inject a, a poisonous toxin in that relationship? Jesus says, forgive one another. There, of course, are numerous references to love one another. Do you? In the body? How, how, does, that, how does that show if, if you say you do? Food for thought. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, encourage one another. Encourage one another. What's that look like for you? How, how is that happening through your life? Uh, when's the last time? And it's just a question. But as an example, when's the last time you stopped by the sound or media booth and thanked the technicians for doing a great job at a tough, <laughs> difficult job? Or the person who serves your coffee at the counter at the back after church. Have you ever looked them in the eye and just said, thank you for doing this. Thank you for serving. You know they're not getting paid like a, a regular cafe. Right? <laughs> Look them in the eye. Thank them. Thank you that you're here. And that you're contributing to a positive environment in our church. When, when's the last time you did that? When's the last time that you stopped one of our worship team drummers and said, 
thank you for your loud crashing cymbal that you play for Jesus. Seriously. Food for thought. I encourage you. And this is not a, a, a boasting statement, but I'm, I'm, I have a personal aim to express at least uh, express appreciation, encourage at least one person for every, uh, every Sunday morning for their ministry serving. And, and many Sundays it's more than that. But this morning, I'm asking you, Eaglemont Church, I'm asking you to join me in this simple but encouraging weekly mission. Please, would you? I'm asking you to in this moment to join me in coming in on a Sunday morning, no matter how you feel. Would you believe that some mornings I maybe don't totally feel like being here myself? That's too honest. I'm sorry. You can talk about that with me one-on-one, but right, we're all human for different reasons. We feel like cocooning or whatever it is. But no matter how we feel, we walk through the door, Jesus, make me an encouragement to somebody today. One, One person. Powerful impact if we all did that. I ask you, I'm asking you to join me in that mission. Let me know. If you do that, I'd be excited to hear. And then 1 Peter 4, we're told to use our gifts to serve one another. And then again, 1 Peter 3, love one another, be compassionate and humble. In other words, love in a church family must not be disingenuous. Ursula Lautner shared the following with us. Through the small group Bible studies, we have really grown in our walk with God. We have made lasting friendships with a group of wonderful people. And then this from Margaret Teske. I just wanted to let you know that the, what the church body has meant to me. Having a child with a chronic illness is extremely lonely for both the mom and the child. Many people stopped asking how we are doing. But the messages from you, Pastor Marlowe, came always at the right time when I felt I couldn't handle any more. Pastor Jeff texted Stefan at the right time so that he knew he wasn't alone too. There are still some people at the church who ask how he is and support us in prayer, and we are very grateful. Without that, I really don't know how I'd make it. That's what a church family is for. Stefan is making some steps, and we are always moving forward. Doctors have said to us in the past few months he won't walk or grow. He has grown three inches in six months. Thank you for all the prayers and support. That's what the church body means to me. Let's skip ahead to slide 17, if you would. Another couple of uh, one another's. One, uh, uh, Romans 15 simply says, accept one another, just as Christ accepted you. Accept one another. Hey, we're all different, but accept one another. Galatians 5, serve one another in love. Bridget Lennartsen says, I came from a church where I was the one welcoming the newbies, as well as being involved in worship and prayer ministries. I felt like a fish out of water when I first started coming to Eaglemont. I decided that I needed a family, and the only way that was going to happen was for me to reach out and join small groups, as well as volunteer to help with morning coffee. I have been so blessed to connect and get to know so many. It means so much to come into church on Sunday mornings and know someone and get a hug. How wonderful it is to begin to feel at home. Little did I know this would be a very trying year for my family, and it is great that we have made the connections where prayer was needed. By far, that connection with prayer has meant the most, and thank you for those that have been there. Small group was the best thing I have ever done. I went the first year alone and then invited my husband to come along to small group, which has been a great experience for both of us. I am so blessed that he, too, has made connections, as he is not as outgoing as myself. 
Thank you so much to Eagle Mott for your faithfulness in your outreach and love for this fish out of water. Then Colossians 3 simply says, counsel one another. Interesting. It's important that we do that. Give instruction, give input out of relationship. That's easier to do, but still, that we do that humbly. 1 Corinthians 12, have the same care for one another. From another member of our ECC family, several years ago while visiting our daughter and family in Beaumont, I decided to attend church. By coincidence, I drove by ECC. I immediately liked the knowing God, loving people, serving the world. In the fall of 2017, my wife and I moved to Beaumont from Saskatchewan and started attending Eagle Mott Church. We were immediately invited to join a small group. Never had this experience before. Wow. People actually read the Bible and discuss it and pray. We are building relationships and look forward to hearing the conversations and wisdom of our fellow group members. There is hospitality, fellowship, and food, a real learning experience complete with encouragement. We're still dealing with real challenges, but are so thankful for ECC and the resources you've made available to us. I do regret having put God on the back burner for so long. Business, home, family, school activities, stuff, and recreation are relentless taskmasters. It's impossible to reflect Jesus when he's excluded from our lives. We are a work in progress. Continuing on, Hebrews 10, 24, tells us to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Galatians 6, bear one another's burdens. In other words, there's times when we need to be carried and carry one another through difficult times. From Jennifer Hannaford, she has shared a couple of great examples of how ECC and our church family have touched her life. I'm going to share a brief piece of hers, but you can read um, her full testimony and some of the others um, on the poster boards on the walls, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. One time that sticks out in my mind when the Eaglemont family was there for me was when I needed help getting out of an abusive relationship. I was just released from the hospital, having just had a C-section with my second child, and was physically unable to move my kids and my belongings out of the house. Word was put out that I was in need during Sunday service, and I had men I didn't even know show up at my door with trucks. They moved all of our things into storage in a very short amount of time, with zero help from me after I tore my stitches climbing the stairs. It was such a blessing to be free of the situation I was in. I will never forget their generosity that day. Most came and went so quickly I was unable to thank them properly, but I will never forget God's Calvary that day. The church body has made me feel at home and comfortable, even though it is in my nature to feel insecure in some settings. I no longer feel judged, but accepted and welcomed. I feel lighter and fulfilled when I am in service, especially praising through song. ECC has helped me grow personally through my faith and relationship with Christ. It has changed my behavior at home, with my family, friends, and loved ones. I would not be who I am today without Eaglemont Christian Church. Hmm. In that testimony, she writes... Eaglemont lights a fire in my soul to dive deeper. Love that. And when I hear that reference, her, I, when I hear her reference, uh, Eaglemont Church, you, you need to know that, and you probably do already, but, but you need to know that I, I don't hear Eaglemont as an organization. I don't hear Eaglemont as even the leaders. This is body life stuff. Love that. 
I, I don't hear when she says that. I don't hear uh, Eaglemont as a church institution. I hear what we see in the New Testament. I hear her talking about a vibrant body of people who love Jesus and want His love to flow through their lives and serve others in His name. It's powerful stuff. By God's grace, Jennifer experienced that through some of you. Way to go. And then, uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, moving on, we are to increase and abound in love to one another. We're to be, according to 1 Peter 4, we're to be hospitable to one another. What's that look like in this culture? Huh, that's a whole message itself, isn't it? Something that I think in many aspects is, is lacking in our day. Be hospitable to one another. Trish Mitchell told us this, it was love that brought me to this church, and it is love that keeps me here. My granddaughter asked me to come to this church with her, and I am amazed and delighted that Eaglemont is an even richer house of God than I could have imagined. One of the examples of this is how some families took other Eaglemont families into their homes because of the start of, because of the state of the economy. No doubt it takes love and all the rest of the fruit of the Spirit to work out different parenting styles, the fact that most homes are designed for one family, and other factors too numerous to mention. All the same, these families found a way. It is even possible to stand outside the church and feel the goodness and love emanating from within on a Sunday morning. We are a church of love. In John's New Testament letters, near the back of the New Testament, he stresses this foundation of love, the, uh, the foundation of all other good interaction between Christ followers stems out of our personal knowledge of God and our love for Him. And beautiful to hear that. John repeats love one another numerous times in his letters, as I said, the, the little letters near the back of the New Testament. And it's God's unconditional love. It's like the agape, Greek word, agape, God's kind of love, unconditional, sacrificial love that is being talked about here. Again, as we addressed a few weeks ago in the Sunday message. Next slide, very quickly. Be devoted to one another, Romans 12. Have equal concern. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Comfort one another. Encourage one another. And then the word is added, how often? Daily. It's a good challenge for us. So, there's much there, and that's the tip of the iceberg. Encourage you, maybe on BibleGateway.com or some other site, to do your own search of the one another's in the New Testament and spend some time prayerfully thinking about how does this look in and through my life as a, as a Christ follower? If you are, and you're connected in a local church, how are we doing? And I'm asking myself the same question. How am I doing in these uh, expressions and desires of Jesus for me as I interact with you and as we interact as a body? So just before we watch a, a video of people in our Eaglemon family, I, I want to lead in a very brief prayer that I, I hope in this moment each one of you will make your own as we think about our collective life as a church family. And the prayer is there on the screen. 
I want you to pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. If you can pray so with integrity. Heavenly Father, please fill my heart with your love so that I may obey your word and inspire others as I live out the one another's that you outline so clearly in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Our church family has come around me in my toughest time, which has been over the past year after my husband left me for another woman that we work with. I have to say, I wouldn't have made it without the support of this body through prayers, hugs, emails, texts, dinners, and tea dates. A few weeks ago, I came in and Cliff gave me a hug I didn't even know I needed. Marlo and Miriam sat and talked with me while I struggled to understand why God would let this happen to me. I have grown in my faith through this, created greater bonds with people, and God has given me a sense of peace while I deal with the aftermath. So everyone who has helped me, Thank you. I started going to the church when I was in grade seven. I started out by going to youth every Friday night. And at the time I was going through a lot of bullying issues, but every time I went to youth on Friday nights, there would be people there who would surround me with love and they would show me that there's not really anything to hate about myself. I had a lot of self-confidence issues and every time I went to youth, those would kind of fade away a little bit more than they did before. And to me, being able to walk through those doors and help people like I got helped is huge. Connection to the body of believers here at ECC means an awful lot to me and my family. I'd hate to think of where we would be as the Copan clan without it. Um, my wife and I are truly the first generation of believers trying to raise up a Christian family, and we didn't have the blessing of growing up in a Christian home when we were younger, and that's neither right nor wrong. That's nobody's fault. That's just the way it was for us. Um, but having this church here and the people that are within these four walls and that live and breathe in here and outside of there walking with us throughout this life means everything to us. I'd hate to think of where we would be without it. And this is the example that Jesus taught us that church is more than a tick in the box. It's more than a place you go just on Sundays. It's it's actually who you are. And for, for me and my family, that was a, a fundamental shift in how we think about things and we would be lost uh, without this church. I can see so many ways that the church family has been there for our family. The church has impacted me through prayer when we were sick, through um, prayer during community times, um, also meals brought to our home after surgery. We've had play dates and camping and just such a great time with all the different families. One was learning lessons from the teens as they ask questions about what it looks like to be a Christian in this complicated world. Um, I've learned so much from 
all my friends and family here at Eagle Mountain Church, and we just thank you so much, and it's been a pleasure doing life with you. Eagle Mountain Church has become more than just a place that I come to worship. You've become my family. You've held me in some of my weakest moments. You've lifted me up. You've encouraged me. You've given me guidance, love, support. You've wiped my tears, and you've heard my cries. That's more than I can ever imagine. You truly are a family, the only family other than my husband and my child that I have out here. So I just want to say thank you for your love, your guidance, most importantly, your ministry and your agape love. Thank you. Hi, my name is Torrent, and when I was younger, I used to be mean to people, and when... I started coming to Eaglemont Church. I, I started talking to God, and I became a better friend. And I, and then I got more friends. And instead of making less friends, like more and more people turned to me. And my, and a couple of my younger siblings, siblings, started looking up to me.